I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Today, episode number 82 of the program. We are, of course, continuing to cover all things coronavirus and the impact it is having on our lives. And uh, some of it's not so great. In fact, during the press conference you just heard on these airwaves, it was announced by folks at Intermountain Healthcare that a new emotional health relief hotline is now online and available for your use. If you are feeling some sort of uh, emotional distress or you need your emotional health checked on, there is a, a free phone number for you to call. It's 833-442-2211. Now, that's a long number. It's difficult to remember. I don't expect you to have jotted down uh, so quickly. And so what I've done is, as soon as I heard that announced in the press conference, I went to the website, which contains information about that uh, about that phone number, this Emotional Health Relief Hotline, and I shared it on my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. It's a new page we created a few months ago for uh, this program. You go onto Facebook, type in Lee Lonsberry, you'll see my uh, little face alongside a logo for the program. You click on that, and the most recent post is about this emotional health relief hotline, available now and brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, the number 833-442-2211. It's available all week long. There are some uh, limitations on the hours of operation, but you can get all that information on my Facebook page. Now, I mentioned Facebook uh, deliberately because, well, it's where the information right now resides. And Facebook has also been, for me, a wonderful help as I have found myself uh, practicing this social distancing. Uh, it has been a wonderful way for me uh, to essentially step outside of my little apartment here and, and see what's going on on the outside world, touch base with my uh, friends. Uh, I've been uh, chatting back and forth with some former teachers, if that's uh, not silly to say. I, some of my elementary school teachers and I have been in contact, uh, conversations uh, which haven't taken place in years and years and years. Uh, today's unique circumstances uh, are making them feel normal, and Facebook is facilitating that. And it's not just uh, these social connections that Facebook uh, provides for. They're doing a lot of other good. I'm very grateful to, to Facebook, and uh, I got a, a call the other day from, uh, coincidentally, uh, the, the woman who introduced me to my wife. That's kind of some inside baseball stuff. You don't need to hear about that. But the woman who introduced me to my wife uh, recently told me, hey, you know, uh, Facebook is doing some stuff. They have some grant monies that they're making available to local businesses. They have uh, some programs that they are rolling out and using alongside some of the municipalities and organizations in town to make sure that uh, the appropriate information is distributed. It might be uh, worth it uh, to, on your program, maybe speak to someone from Facebook and have them describe to you exactly uh, what Facebook uh, Facebook is up to in the the face of this coronavirus. And so I've, I've taken that advice, uh, invited onto the program policy manager at Facebook, Anna Martinez. She is my guest now. Uh, grateful to her for connecting with us. Uh, Anna, how are you doing? Hi, Lee. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me and giving us an opportunity to share some of the work we're working on during the coronavirus pandemic. Outstanding. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you take it away? Tell us what uh, what Facebook is up to. What are you guys doing? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I hope everybody listening is staying healthy and safe. And as you may know, um, 
our, Facebook, our mission is to give people the power to build community and bring the world closer together. And at a time like this, our mission means more to us than ever before, especially as you mentioned, people are social distancing, there are stay-at-home orders, and um, we're seeing just some creative way people are staying connected with their local community and with the people that matter most. Um, in response to the pandemic, we've been focused on supporting uh, the global public health community and working to provide people with information to help them stay safe. Um, and as the pandemic expands and we see more people social distancing, um, we've seen great ways of how this is being leveraged by the local community um, and how people are leveraging things like Facebook Live um, or Facebook groups to come together and discuss um, and connect. Here in Utah, people rely very heavily on their respective faiths. It's my understanding that there are a number of faith groups around the state uh, taking advantage of what you just mentioned, Facebook Live, uh, to essentially host their worship services. It's, it's been fascinating to see technology used in this way. Yes, no, absolutely. And we know that faith leaders are grappling with the unexpected challenge of serving members who are concerned about gathering in person. Um, and we're committed to providing as much support as possible. And one thing I recommend to anybody listening who wants to learn more about this, we have a Faith on Facebook resource hub that is available at facebook.com slash community slash faith. Within that website, you'll also be able to find a Faith on Facebook toolkit that provides faith community leaders and individuals uh, different resources that are available and how they can leverage Facebook to continue connecting um, with them and in sharing that information. Time is tight. I have two more issues I want to discuss with you. One of them is an effort you have undertaken to essentially open your own pocketbooks and uh, offer grants to uh, some small businesses. Talk a little bit about that and what you're doing for Utah. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, small businesses are the backbone of our country, and we understand that during this time, um, there's different challenges everyone's facing. And one of the programs we've launched is our um, $100 million small business grants program. And so last week, we actually announced that um, $40 million will be attributed to the United States, which will allow us to provide grants to 10,000 businesses. Um, so we're working with Eureka, a third-party partner, to distribute these grants, and we'll start off in the 34 locations where our employees live and work. Um, and many of you guys may not know, but Utah is a place we call home with our data center um, being built in Eagle Mountain. So um, Eagle Mountain community will be eligible to apply um, to these grants once the application is opened. Outstanding. And, and lastly, you've done some work with local governments. Uh, would you talk to me, and, and I, I only have about 90 seconds remaining, but tell me about uh, these alerts available for folks uh, and through their local governments. Yes, definitely. We have specific tools for elected officials and health departments to go ahead and um, deploy what we call local alerts, which will be a notification that will be received by all of their followers on their Facebook page to notify with different warnings they have set out or different information they want to disseminate out. So this is called our local alerts um, tool that is available for these government agency Facebook pages. All right. That'll do it. Anna Martinez, uh, policy manager at Facebook. Uh, grateful to you for your time. Thank you for explaining this all to us. And, uh, and if you get Mark on the line, tell him thanks for, for this, big, uh, this big social media platform he's put together. It has helped me stay sane and informed throughout this coronavirus. I'm grateful to it, to everyone there at your organization. Thank you for having me, and I hope everyone stays healthy and safe.
That's the way. Uh, and now, listen, that might sound like a, a big, long ad for Facebook. And uh, essentially, it was pretty much to highlight some of the good that I feel they have been doing. So please pardon me if you got a little bored with that. But know uh, that there are some fascinating and helpful tools available to you via this social media platform. Uh, it's wonderful. The, the ability for faith groups to organize worship services and to do so through the computer and to do so in a way that keeps us uh, socially distancing and maintaining the safety and the precautions that we need to take to, to combat this coronavirus while also allowing individuals to continue worshiping. It's a, it's a miracle, if I'm honest. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we're going to speak with 3rd District Presiding Judge uh, about one of these questions that has come up uh, regarding the Constitution and this coronavirus. We are entitled to speedy trials. And yet that requires the gathering of juries and courts and attorneys and all that. And it conflicts with some of the guidance that we've received in combating the coronavirus. We're going to see how that all reconciles next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.